Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Dr. Ray here. Um, let's see, just making sure that uh, everything's set up right. All right, I'm just coming live this evening. Um, doing a live episode. I haven't in like a week or two, but I have been talking a lot about doing a lot of live stuff over the last week or two. So let's talk about everything I've been up to, all the stuff that's been happening um, and what's going on. So first of all, it's winter. It's winter in Wilmington. It's freezing. Got a winter hat on. Well, my hair's all messed up from working, but it's cold. And my office gets cold in the winter. It's kind of weird. In the summer, my office is super hot. In the winter, it's cold because my office is the only room we have upstairs in my house. So we don't have the air on in the room because it wastes so much energy. And like my air conditioner up here controls the rest of the house. So it's like really awkward. So basically what happens is it's it's really cold in here. So I have a space heater or I just freeze and like wear a winter hat <laughs> all winter or a sweat and a sweatshirt and stuff like that. So that's basically what I'm doing tonight. I got a sweatshirt on. But uh, I mean, I got a winter hat on. I do have a sweatshirt right here, too, that I've been putting on and off all day. So I just get cold in the winter and this is my setup. You'll notice behind me, I've taken my green screen down um, only because I haven't had any meetings, so I haven't had a reason to have it up. Um, but yeah, my office is a complete mess behind me, and that's because I'm in the process of moving. And I basically just have everything out, and like it's starting to like box it up and all that good stuff. So anyway, um, a lot has been happening over the last few weeks, so... First of all, cold in Wilmington. I went surfing last week, and man, it was the water is really, really, really cold right now. I felt like an ice cube, <laughs> like an icicle in the water. Um, so I did. I have gotten surfing in the you know last week. I went with another professor that I uh, I work with. We both went, and man, it was cold. He went today. I, I did not. So let's talk about all the stuff that's been going on besides the the weather and the cold. Um, so I did have my birthday and I did actually come on and talk a little bit about that. But a lot of other stuff has been going on. So first of all, um, I've been talking a lot about what's been happening, the whole Wall Street bets, GameStop, all that stuff that's been going on. I'm not going to rehash all that right now in a live episode because you can go back and watch all my previous videos. I can give you a little update right now. Um, I'm, I'm out of GameStop. I haven't had any shares for a week and a half now. Um, I do still have some AMC and some Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, but hardly any. It's a very small portion of my portfolio. I'm actually focusing on tomorrow, Siri Satellite Radio, um, and uh, is going to announce their, their earnings. So I'm kind of excited about that. I bought some shares today to see what happens with the earnings, and I have a bunch of shares of Ford Ford announcements on Thursday. So I'm excited about that after hours for Thursday. Excited about that. Um, so yeah, so that's going on in fi financial markets this week. But uh, yeah, lots of other stuff's been going on. I'm just super crazy busy right now. So my semester started two weeks ago. And as a professor, the beginning of all semesters, your busiest time, but it's like absolutely crazy. So I'm still prepping some classes, finally finishing that all up. I've got research projects going on. Um, so my courses are basically almost done. I'm just, I have two more units to finish up and then I'm done out of 21. So 19 out of 21 units are all prepped for the semester. And then I'm done with prep for the semester. It's just a matter of grading and discussion forums um, with my students, which is kind of cool. 
So, uh, but I have so many other things going on on campus right now. So in esports, let me talk about that. So we are, um, I'm really trying to get my university to have varsity status in esports next semester, next fall. So I've got some meetings coming up with various people, at the university, I'm talking about trying to make the investment into it. You know, the real challenge with esports and a university is trying to show them how to, how are we going to, so how is this going to work out? Because some amount of the budget, I need an upfront amount to get it started. And then I need a continuous amount from the university to get something like an esports program off the ground. In order for me to get that budget, I have to I have to be able to stabilize or put back to the university. So my real challenge is showing how is esports at UNCW going to make money, which I wish that wasn't a goal that I had to have in it, but I do so that we can basically not be a budget line item. We can take care of ourselves and have our own money and do what we want. So that's kind of like a big goal that I have at UNCW Esports right now that I'm working towards. So if any of you out there listening have a lot of money that you want to donate to me, we are taking it. So yes, I'm. <laughs> we will take it. <laughs> um, kidding aside, I'm not really kidding. We will actually take it but because we need it. But, uh, you know, I'm figuring out ways to get money. We're going to do, I, we're doing like a Kickstarter campaign, but for you, it's like called Teal Starter at UNCW, but it's basically Kickstarter. And we're going to try to get money to get our students jerseys for next year. Um, and uh, just pay for their tournaments and stuff. So somebody just asked, what subjects do I teach? So I teach, oh man, a range of topics. So I'm in a department of instructional technology. But I teach a, I teach classes from computer tech course based courses like intro to program. So this semester I'm teaching intro to programming, intro to instructional technology, and streaming and broadcasting for esports. Um, I've taught game design, project management, performance improvement, assessment, um, multimedia design and development, uh, computer interface design. Uh, last semester, I taught an intro to esports course. Um, so I teach a wide range of courses in the areas of instructional technology, technology in general, gaming, game design, esports, and then business and like performance improvement, project management. So those are the courses I teach. And it's a mixture of undergrad and graduate. I mostly teach all graduate courses. Um, but I do teach some undergraduate as well. So that's kind of, but what I'm teaching this semester are those three courses. And I'm finally at the end prep stage. Once I get those prepped, I am, so last semester I started, and I didn't really talk a lot about this, and I'm, I don't want to talk too much about it today, but I'm working with um, some people. I don't really want to say what organization I'm working with yet. But I have been in the process of developing a commercial game. I am in the, so my role in the development of the commercial game is basically strategic um, to provide input, more of like the consultant, to make sure that things are working correctly, that it's it's the gamified elements of it are things that will capture an audience, that the story is flowing correctly, that things make sense, and also how to, how to, 
how the how-to portion of game design and development. So I've been working on that and we worked on it last semester and now we're in the process of developing like our pitch for it, which is like basically like a presentation, like a five minute presentation of what is the game um, to people to show them it so that we can actually get a publisher for it. So I, I that's been on my to-do list for two weeks. So I have to get that completed. That's something I need to get completed this week is start working on that presentation because um, it's been kind of behind. I'm working on our, uh, I'm also working on a research project. And uh, so that's enough about the game because I don't want to talk too much about it because I need to wait till it's more developed. And then I will actually show you guys it. You'll get to see it. You know, I'll show everybody. So I don't want to talk about that too much. Uh, I've been working on a research project. And what we're doing is we're doing a meta analysis. So, you know, when like when you're listening to, um, your iPhone, like you're listening to a podcast, right? Like everybody knows what a podcast is. So, and let me tell you the story too. <laughs> so we'll start there. So first of all, the idea of a podcast, I mean, we had podcasts. I was developing web pages in 94. I had the ability to create a podcast in 98 maybe. And I was, <laughs> so they're not new, but we didn't, they're not, they were, Back then, it was just simply a sound file, right? We just had, I could record audio, like record audio on my computer. Um, that's all we could do. There wasn't like this RSS feed and all the stuff that, it wasn't a thing back then. There wasn't even a such thing as called a sound, a podcast. It was called, I have a sound file on my computer. And no one really listened to it that way anyway. It just wasn't a thing. There's no such thing as YouTube or anything yet. Um, so the term podcast came around. And when it first came out, this was like, I'm guesstimating the year, but let's say like 2003 timeframe. Um, basically was a big buzzword um, around tech. It was a big buzzword and really became nothing. Um but I did see some advantages in the technology. And one of those advantages was in something called time compressed, time compression. And basically what that meant. So I was reading a, I can't even remember what the book it was, but it was a book that was like, let's say like several thousand pages long. And there was this little tiny section in the book that talked about compressing the speed of instruction that it would still sound normal. Um, called time compression. So I started doing a lot of research. And most of us remember when we were a little kid, right? Uh, you're a little kid and you listen to like, what, I mean, my generation would listen to like a record really fast or a tape really fast. And it would sound like that chipmunk-like effect. Like my voice would sound like this too. You know, like that, like real high pitch sounding effect, like Alvin and the Chipmunks, is, I guess is why they called it the chipmunk-like effect, right? Um but what we had found, we found this out in the 60s and 70s, was that we could actually speed up sound and it would sound the same because we would keep the pitch the same. We wouldn't actually change the pitch. So um, there were some studies on this in the 60s and 70s, and I thought it was really fascinating. And then what I started to find out as I dug into this topic more and more is that when you listen to the radio, like Siri Satellite Radio or whatever on FM, just the radio in your car, it's compressed. It's sped up. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why is it sped up? Until I got the reason and I said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, just imagine if I can speed up a sound, a song or words by 5%, and you can't tell the difference. What does that mean? 
That means I can fit 5% more commercials in my radio station every day. That's 5% per year. And if you're talking about a radio station, maybe let's say they make a million dollars a year, that's an extra $50,000. So when you, we're talking about big money here. We could be talking about thousands of dollars per day that you're saving, right? Let's say you're making a million dollars a day. That's $50,000 a day extra. Add that up times 365 and you got a lot of so that's why we, so I became very interested in time compression and I thought there's something to this because what if during like a piece of instruction, let's say I'm teaching someone and I thought I saw like I, at the time, this is like 2006, 2007, I said, e-learning is the next big thing in like learning. E-learning is it. I mean, the tech was kind of there at the time, but not great. We were, we were still fighting over whether online learning was even worth it. But I saw the path of e-learning in military and corporate. And I said, okay, so let's say the government tells me I have to teach someone for an hour, an hour long piece of training, which happens all the time. I was involved in many pieces of training that the government said had to be an hour long, right? So what if I could compress that by 25% and even though it's an hour long training approved by the government, it only takes my employees 45 minutes to listen to it. What does that do? So that saves 15 minutes of that employee's time. Multiply that times some of the training situations I was involved in, which were training like up to 50,000 people. 15 minutes times 50,000 people. How much money did I just save by compressing this? So I thought we need to do research on this topic to see if people can learn this way. We knew from the 60s and 70s that people could understand the words, but we didn't really have a lot of studies on learning and we never looked at it on a computer. We never looked at it using like advanced, like, you know, audacity or anything like that. We also never looked at it with images. So lo and behold, I decided to do my dissertation on this topic. And I had some professors tell me that they didn't really think it was a good idea. I had a lot of people actually tell me they thought it was kind of a weird idea. They didn't really get it. Um, but I thought, Hey, this is kind of a cool idea. So I did it and that was it. I did it. I thought it was I thought my study was groundbreaking. Little did I know at the time, a colleague of mine who was also doing his dissertation on the same exact topic as me, he stumbled on it. We literally at the same time did our dissertations on this topic. How random is that? But I thought it was big. I thought this was a big topic. I sent my my manuscript to a few like newspapers and journals and stuff thinking like they were going to think this is like groundbreaking material. No one said a peep about it. I mean, that was it. No one cared. Um, over the course of the next two years, I did a couple more studies on the topic. Um, and also my colleague did a couple more studies on the topic. And finally we saw, realized, wow, hey, there's two people in the world doing research on this topic. And we both kind of know each other. So we joined forces and wrote, We maybe we did like two or three papers together on the topic, which is kind of interesting. Um, and so right now what we're doing is we are both doing a meta-analysis on all the research being done on this topic and we're writing that up. So he and I are working together on this topic again, like coming around full circle. Now what's interesting is, remember I said I thought it was groundbreaking, but nobody cared? Well, nobody did care at the time, but guess what? About four years, five years after my dissertation, I got an interview one time from like a magazine and I thought that was pretty cool. 
And then all of a sudden, about nine years after nine years after my dissertation, guess what? Wired Magazine contacts me. Wired Magazine. This is the biggest tech magazine ever. They want to interview me and my colleague for an article they're doing on time compression because all of a sudden, Apple Podcasts, super popular. We got Apple Podcasts. We got Spotify Podcasts. All made podcast podcasting all of a sudden became a thing, and my research was way ahead of the of the time. Um, and so Apple introduced the time compression algorithm, so you can listen to like you know one point five times, two point five times your podcast. Um, and Wired Magazine was contacting me to ask me, well, can people listen to this? Can people really understand this and learn from it? And I was the expert, which was so cool. Me and my colleague, it was us, it was just me and him. Like, that's it. And not only was it two of us, we published a bunch of our stuff together. Like, we were a team. So really cool, really interesting. I love that story. And then when YouTube started to implement it, I had market watch. So not only was I got to be interviewed by Wired Magazine, which is like number one tech magazine, right? I mean, Wired. I got to be interviewed by market watch, which is like one of the number one financial news sources about the same topic, but for video. So super cool that that's how it worked out. So I do love that. I like that story. And it's a really cool topic that I am still fascinated in. Even though my research right now is really heading into potentially into game theory, um, which if you're not familiar with game theory, it is the idea of, like if you watched A Beautiful Mind, the guy Nash, like Nash Equilibrium, that's a part of game theory. Um, how to win and strategic plays in games. So that's kind of where I see myself kind of headed right now. At least I, I have a little interest in it over the last few months and I see myself potentially going there. So I think that I might be heading over into that area, but we'll see. It's always fun to bounce around. You know, you find like a cool topic, like that time compression. It was just, all I needed was my dissertation. And it was like a ball of like five studies that I had. And now I'm like known for the time compression stuff, me and this other professor. Uh, which is really cool and fun and uh, has carried me through my career so far, which is awesome. I mean, I had to write a bunch of other stuff, but it like was my bouncing off point. It gave me something to do right when I graduated from my dissertation and uh, from my doctorate, I should say, not my dis dissertation. Um, so anyway, so I'm doing that. That's like one of the busy, 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 busy things. I already told you I've been dealing with all the financial stuff, Wall Street bets stuff. I've published a bunch of videos on it. So go watch my thoughts on what's going on. I mean, today the market tanked. In the after hours right now, I'm not happy because my shares of AMC are down. And I'm really, really, I'll tell you why I'm most annoyed by that. Because I was up on AMC and Bed Bath & Beyond so much like 40 50 percent of what i paid for them and i didn't sell i usually so i usually have a role in the financial market my role and this isn't for stocks i'm going long term on like apple i'm up so high and i'm not selling like i have no plan to sell it if it's going up or down i'm just holding it apple google amazon walmart verizon microsoft I have these stocks, I'm not selling them. But usually what happens with me is I have this rule where if I'm buying something like short to medium term, which isn't too often, I usually have some like play money that I'm doing. Like I'll buy like 10 to 100 shares of something and kind of see what happens. Um, and I usually have a rule of thumb. At 20% profit, I sell the thing. I just sell it. I did not do that with these because I was... 
made a bad choice and I could be up a lot of money right now. And instead I'm basically like at the point where I'm breaking even with them. They're at about what I paid for them, maybe a little lower, or a little above. So I'm not like losing a lot of money or anything like that. I'm just frustrated with myself because I realized I probably should sell at this point and call it a day but I'm just like disappointed that I did not follow my own advice. I have to, and I, I, you know, I read an article not too long ago about this financial company. And in 2008, when the market crashed, this company is one of the largest and most, it's a private, very private hedge fund that only has like a hundred, I think they have like a hundred clients or 90, very, but they beat the market by like 87% on average for like the last like 70 years, like crazy. And they have this algorithm figured out. And in 2008, they went away from the algorithm because they were scared and they lost money and they realized they needed to follow their own model. And in this case, I did not follow my own model, which is to sell at 20. I mean, that's one piece of my model is to sell at 20% profit, 20% profit. This was literally in like a week, 20%. I mean, that's unreal and insane. So, you know, if I could do that 50 times with a thought with maybe a hundred dollars, you have a million dollars, something like that. Um, with a thousand dollars, I think it's like 30 times. With $10,000, it's like 25 or 20. I don't know, something like that. So you think about that, that's like crazy. Um, I mean, hitting it each time and taking your investment and reinvesting it, not counting taxes at all there because when you take taxes out, it doesn't work out the, the same. But anyway, um, yeah, I didn't follow my own, own rule of thumb, so I lost out. So I am super busy at work doing all this stuff. And then I have like, you know, class and just other stuff going on. So I'm working on that Kickstarter campaign for esports. That's as I just explained earlier. So that's been taking tons and tons of time. Um, yeah. So that's like most of the stuff that's been going on. I've been, I was playing lots of World of Warcraft, as you know, over Thanksgiving and into Christmas. I was playing it like nonstop. I finally beat the raid last week and it's weird. It's like I went from obsessed with this game to I really don't care if I open it up anymore. I do this with World of Warcraft like every year around Christmas time. I really get into it. I don't know what it is, but I was really into it. I was like, you know, I want to create every character, this and that. And now I'm just kind of like, blah. I don't know. Um, I beat the raid. So there's not much else for me to do right now in the game. Um, and so I'm, I've been figuring out what I want to play. I started going back to League of Legends and I thought, do I really want to get back in the league? Um, do I want to... I tried some Valorant yesterday. I'm just not... I don't... I thought I'd really like... When Valorant first came out, I thought I would really like it. And I did it first. But I don't like the game types, I think is what bothers me. I just don't like the game types of Valorant. I wish there was a team. So what I don't like about Valorant is there's no team deathmatch. There is team objective games, which aren't my thing personally. I'm not a big objective person. Like I liked Call of Duty that you could choose objectives or not. Um, I almost feel like I need to buy the new Call of Duty, but here's what's preventing me from doing that. The last Call of Duty Modern Warfare that I bought had so many server issues the first two months of release that I played it maybe, uh, I don't know, um, 
just once or t- I mean, I played it a couple times and like gave up on it and it was a waste of like 40 or $50. So I'm like hesitant to buy the new one. It just bothers me. I did see somebody uh, said, notice me. I do see you there. <laughs> I do see you saying, notice me. Um, I, uh, so, you know, I, uh, I'm debating that I went back into Halo Master Chief Collection, man, I really missed Halo Reach and Halo 4. I just, and Halo 3, those multiplayers are so much fun. I wish I had people to play with. So I think that's like one of the things that I don't have with the Halo series. I don't really have anyone to play with, which makes it not as fun to play a multiplayer game like that with no friends. Cause that's what I, that's what drew me into Halo originally when I started playing it was that like, I had a bunch of friends to play it with. And I think I loved it so much because of that. So it's tough. And I found out Halo Infinite, Halo 6 or Halo Infinite is not coming out till fall 2021. It was supposed to come out last fall. And look, I'd rather it be better and good and ready, but that really stinks. I really wanted it to come out. I was excited. Um, so I'm, I'm debating what I want to play right now. I do have Overwatch and I do actually like Overwatch but I get sick of it pretty quickly. And I think it's because of the, maybe the lack of game types. Um, Maybe that's just me only playing one game type. Maybe that's my fault, Um, but I can't, I can get into it and I enjoy it, but I can't get into it the way I used to be able to get into like a call of duty or a halo. So I need to figure out what I want to do right now. Um, What game I really want to play. So I'm, I'm like up in the air right now with what I'm going to play. So I'm trying, trying to big problem, right? What video game do I spend my time on? Um, and maybe it's going into World of Warcraft and doing the heroic version of the raid. The problem I have with World of Warcraft is like the monthly fee really, really bugs me. I can't pay for video games anymore. I'm just like at this point where it like bothers me that I'm spending money on this. I'm like, well, League is free. Valorant's free. I didn't mind paying for Halo at Master Chief Collection, even though that was the second time I bought it. The third time I bought it, because I owned all those games on Xbox. Then I bought it for Xbox One, and then I bought it for PC. Um, And I totally, you know, a lot of people have been asking me, did I go out and get the PlayStation 5 or the new Xbox? And no, I did not. And no, I don't plan on getting them. Why? Um, I don't plan on getting the new Xbox because all the games are coming to PC like the halo infinite and i'm a pc gamer i've got alienware p i've got an alienware pc at home i've got alienware pcs in my lab at school that are all very high end i have no reason to really go to an xbox um so i don't see myself doing that i see myself sticking to pc i see someone commented they stick to csgo i did i did maybe want to go back to csgo i do enjoy that game a lot Um, i have fun playing it it's, you know, I think I, I enjoy it enough um, to want to play. I like that it's free. I've always enjoyed CSGO. It's a really fun game. Um, so maybe maybe that is where I go and start playing again. I don't know. I, I don't like just playing like something different every night. I like like investing time for like a month or two and like getting good. Because you can't just get good by playing every once in a while. League of Legends, I can jump in and just play at any time because I've been playing it so consistently for 10 years. So, uh, you know, I can. it's very easy for me to jump in that. And I love League and I have friends to play with for League. It's just like, 
it's the same thing over and over again for me. And I, I like the variation. I like those first person shooters like Valorant, Call of Duty, Halo. I, I like, I enjoy that game type a little bit. So anyway, guys, whew, I think that's everything. I think that's everything that's happening right now. It's just, uh, you know, it's winter. I didn't, I chickened out. I didn't go surfing today and I should have, <laughs> Um, but I did have to work. I said to my buddy, he texted me in the morning and I was like, why is there surf on a, on a Monday, Monday morning when I have to do all kinds of work? Like, why couldn't it be yesterday? Even though it's like 30 some degrees out, which is absolutely freezing for North Carolina. I really didn't want to get in that wetsuit and gloves and boots and hat. It's not fun. Um, that cold water, man, when it hits you and like goes down your back and you like jump. Yeah. Not too fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just freezing and you can't warm up until you get home and get in the shower. Yeah, I might just wait till it's like March and like I don't need a wetsuit anymore. I'm glad we're in February. This is like the month here in North Carolina where it starts to it starts to warm up. So like we're going to start having I mean, we did all winter. We'll have like a 70 or 80 degree day, but we're going to have more of them. So I really, really like that. But uh, hey, guys, thanks for the comments. Many interesting topics. Absolutely agree. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, glad you guys enjoyed it. I enjoy coming on and just talking about life and, uh, <laughs> so, okay. So someone said you don't have to pay full price for the games if I write them off as a streamer. So here's the thing. I can actually write off every single game that I buy any piece of tech because of work. So because I teach esports, I can, every game, I, I have to really test it because I'm kind of the person in charge who decides what games we're going to use. So I do have to test and every game I buy I, is definitely tax writable. Me playing the game to learn more about it is helping me teach, helping me talk about games, helping me present to people. So I can write them off, but it still just bothers me. It's The thing that bothers me the most is the World of Warcraft subscription model. I get that they're the only game that can get away with it anymore, that if they if they started while now, they could not do it. But man, it's like I've spent $40 on the game and then I'm paying this $15 a month. It's just something about that. I'd play WoW a lot more if there was no subscription model. I think a lot of people would. I mean, it's definitely a cool game to own and go into every once in a while. I just, yeah, that bugs me. But uh, all right, I am getting off y'all because I am probably gonna play some League of Legends tonight. Um, if anyone ever wants to find me in League or most games, Jiu-Jitsu PhD has been my name for forever and everything, but that's my League name. That's what I am on Xbox and everything else as well. Well, I don't play Xbox, but Xbox Live because I'm playing Master Chief right now. But uh got to figure out what I want to play tonight because I've got about an hour before I... Well, i got to go help the, get the kids to bed right now and grab a drink of water, say goodnight, and then I've got about an hour before the missus expects me to come down and watch some TV show. We have talked about some of the shows I'm watching recently, but I'm not going to do that tonight. I'll do that another night. But uh, later, guys. Have a good night. <laughs>